Shumrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shulok. Should listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Shulok, should listen. 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 Oh, very good, Benjamin. Look, it's me, Michael Fassbender from Kerry. But look, we don't have time to dig into whether it's really me, Michael Fassbender from Kerry, because we've loads of things to look at this week, there to be sure. We've the killer, Ben, the killer teaser trailer from Netflix with me, Michael Fassbender, and the Book of Clarence trailer with our favourite, the Keith Stanfield. And mere moments ago, Marvel graced us with a teaser for Loki Season 2, which is out in about three days. And you, of all people, you, Benjamin Colopy, have seen Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I think is a spoiler. Uh, yeah, I think they kind of gave it away. Sure, listen, Michael, if we didn't have enough spoilers, we're about to unpack every single possible influence you could find in the trailer that we got last week for Rebel Moon Part 1 Child of Fire from Zack Schneider. And he's only gone and copied everything, Michael. Benjamin, we've already had a little look at this, but even last week when we were having a little look at it, we said to ourselves, he's just done science fiction's greatest hits of the past 25 years. So why don't we do a podcast about science fiction's greatest hits of the last 25 years, (laughs) but through the eye lens of one Zacharin Snyder? Yep, that's what we went for, Michael. Listen, come here to me. We could have done a whole podcast in itself away from this called Unpacking the Psyche of Zack Schneider. And you'd get you'd get reams of episodes out of this, Michael. Absolute bloody reams of have you ever seen Sucker Punch, Ben? Ah, oh, it just it just stick it on in there again. I'll make this movie again, but this time I'll do it with Sophia Botella. Sophia Botella and some male characters who aren't gross. Who aren't grossly exploited. I mean, I mean, uh, embracing their femininity. Mm. Benjamin, Benjamin, speaking of embracing your inner femininity, what did you think of the trailer for my Michael Fassbender, me's new film? I'm playing the character Michael Fassbender this week. Is that obvious? Uh, Yeah, no, I've picked up on that. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not doing anything. I'm Uh not changing my voice or my accent or my, my inflections. I'm just playing the character Michael Fassbender, but as though he were me. What a bit. What a is that, what a sensational artistic endeavor. Is that clear what I'm what I'm doing? But it is I'm now just, that you've explained it explicitly, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm just calling myself Michael Fassbender and acting as though I am the actor Michael Fassbender. But that's it. That's it. That's the entirety of the joke. Very good. I'm glad to say that the three people who listen to us normally have now tuned out. So we can enjoy <laughs> ourselves on this episode, Michael, and talk about whatever we want. Just talk about ladies, whatever we want. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got a teaser trailer this week for The Killer from David Fincher, starring Michael Fassbender, or Fashti, yep. to the, the folks of the island here down this end. Michael, this is awful schlick looking, isn't it? Very schlick, Ben. There's all sorts of repetitive things in it which are repetitive but not boring. Yeah, look, Michael, this looks a bit like Copperface Jackson the nineties. There was there oh, was cool. I was I was half expecting with all the flashing lights and techno music in the background for Sandstorm by Derude to pop on at some point. And mm. for Michael Fasterender to be there with a pack of glow sticks and cheap points just swinging it. Shifting a nurse. Ben Shifting a what, nurse. What is this? What is it? You tell me and the listeners by extension. Me, Michael, the actor Michael Fassbender, and the listeners by extension, tell us what this film is, even though I know because I was obviously in it. 
Well, Michael, David Fincher generally doesn't make original works. He's not a fan. So he'll find an edgy kind of source material in the form of a novel, usually, from the 90s, Michael. He likes the 90s. Fight Club, Ben. Fight Club being the most famous example of that, Michael. Sometimes Mm. he'll go all the way back to the 1890s, Michael, and we'll get Benjamin Button, but it's still the 90s. Oh, yeah. And that's based on a famous short story, Michael. And this one is no different, Michael. This is based on a famous comic book, A Bande Désignée. Is it one of the European comic books? One of the ones in the big hard covers? One of the big French comic books, Michael, that became very, very popular. It was first published in 1998 by the writer Matz, M-A-T-Z. That's all we get. That's all we get. Oh, those and it was those Europeans who needs a second name a family name I know where I'm from I'm from the future said Europe and then uh, Luc Jacquemont is the artist for this particular one and it's a very edgy little series of comics Michael all about as you may have guessed a killer oh what's he doing is he killing people for example he's killing people on a contract basis on a contract basis Michael yes it doesn't seem though that this is about the killing it seems that this might be about the repercussions of that killing on his psyche. Yes, Michael. So the the kind of famous hook of the killer uh, or the Bon Désigné version of this is that he's a philosophical killer. He's he's a man wallowing in philosophy as a result of the strenuous pressure put on him by the rigors of his job murdering people. Yeah, he's not like Crumbopulous Michael. Yes, he's not like Crumbopulous Michael, man. A man so filled with the jovial joie de vivre of Mort, that uh, he just goes around killing people and uh, proclaims it loudly. Yeah, he's the opposite. This guy's the opposite. This guy's the opposite. This guy's like, keep your head down, kill everybody, don't enjoy it for a second, go listen to some tasty techno licks and call it a day. Fabulous acting from Kerry Local, Michael Fassbender in Ben, some of the repetitions of the phrase that he keeps repeating, where his voice starts cracking a little bit. Ah, oh, Michael, the man the man has range, let's be honest, let's be honest. Fashti, say what you will about him. Say that he turned his back on Kerry. Say it if you want. But You can if you want, but he'll fucking find you. He'll find you, and he'll challenge you to an 85-pint drinking competition, <laughs> at the end of which you will pass out in a shabine um, mm. somewhere. I'm not even sure what a shabine is, but I tell you who does know, Michael Fassbender. Michael uh, Fassbender. Come here to me. Come here to me. You're absolutely right, Michael. There's some phenomenal voice acting going on, even in the subtle inflections and cracks that he puts into those. Um, This is a very stylized teaser trailer, and I have to say I was very taken by it. I think it looks like a fun movie. We've seen this kind of thing all over the place, Michael, including, but not limited to, Leon and The Professional. You know, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Ben, I've seen more films about killers with a heart of gold than I've seen not about killers with a heart of gold. I'm not certain he does have a heart of gold, Michael. He might not. He might just be a man kind of crumbling under the pressure of his job. I, I The one I think it, it probably most clines, closely aligns to in recent cinema history, Michael, is Drive, for me. I think it's got a mm. real touch of the, the Big Daddy Goz and Drive. And John Wick. And John Wick. Uh, you see, even then, I don't, I don't think it's going to be as sexy, combat-y, karate choppy as John Wick. You don't think this is a universe where everyone's assassins? Uh, no, I think Michael Fassbender might be one of three assassins. Just only three or four. Just three or four left. for the whole world. Oh, great! That's why he's so stressed, Michael. It's just three you of would them. Be. You would be. You would be all the assassining. 
the rates have been through the roof for assassinations. He's making lots of money, Michael, but he's got nowhere to, no time to spend it. Where's he going to spend Bloody it on? Hell. He's too busy Bloody killing people. Hell, there he goes killing so people popular. again. Benjamin. Yeah. What is this book of Clarence all about? <laughs> Michael, this is a bizarre one. Uh, so it starts our good friend, the Keith Stanfield from France. As they say in France, Le Keith Stanfield. Le Keith Stanfield. Uh, look, it's it's a weird one. It's a reimagining of the story of Jesus Christ. Um, it's it's about a guy called Clarence and Clarence is played by Lakeith Stanfield and he's a down on his luck guy and he's living in Jerusalem in 29 AD and he sees basically the kind of boom in popularity that is Jesus Christ and he's like oh, I want to do that I'll, I'll try and do the same thing so he kind of becomes a messiah Michael he decides to you know try his hand at, at being a messiah and it's a bit I suppose like influencer wars in yeah Bible times. Yeah, a little bit. But I'll tell you what, though, Ben, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. He's a very naughty boy, Michael. And the Romans have taken notice. And the Romans come to us in the form of noted non-Roman James McAvoy. Oh, I thought he was actually Roman. Is he not Roman? He's not Roman. No, he's Scottish. Oh, he's from Scotland, of course. Up there with, um, what's his name? That that fellow from Northern Ireland from last week. Scotland. Oh, Scotland, yeah. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Northern Ireland? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotland! Uh, anyway, good. Michael, yeah, he comes from Scotland. And he is not Scottish in this. He's playing what looks to be a Pontius Pilate-style character. Um, and this is, uh, as you might have guessed, Michael, an all-black reimagining of biblical origin stories. Um, ben. Yes. I did not know James McAvoy was black. Uh, he's not. He's actually uh, hoist by my own petard. Um, so we only see James McAvoy in the trailer. He's not black and thankfully not doing blackface, Michael, because that would be very awkward. I very would love if this was how we found out that James McAvoy has actually been doing whiteface for most of his career. <laughs> I really hope that's not the case. Um, that would be fabulous. That would be that such would, a surprise. That would be terrible. But um, the other person who's in it of massive note, Michael, and who's becoming quite popular is Omar Sy. He plays the kind of sidekick character that we see there in the trailer. Um, and then Benedict Cumberbatch, not in the trailer, but in the movie, apparently. Who's he going to be? Jesus. I think, no, he's probably going to be the Punches pilot. I think James McAvoy is probably the enforcer. And then uh, old Benedict. Or he could be God, but that'd be very awkward. Ben, who's doing this? Uh, so this is produced by Jay-Z that's the, the kind of the big one and then it's being produced by, or it's been it was written and it's being directed by a man called Je, uh, Jemis Samuel or as he's known yeah. by his stage name Michael The yeah. Bullets um, he's Bullets. a British singer-songwriter a from the UK um, and he's kind of written a lot of things like that he has done quite a few films including The Harder They Fall which was the all-black western that we had on Netflix about two years ago Oh, um, who was in that? With a lot of the same cast, Michael. There was oh. Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah. There was Omar Sy. Oh, yeah. There was Regina King. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. There was noted person of the year, bloody... Who is he? James McAvoy. No, not James McAvoy. No, he's bloody... Oh, it's Michael gone Fassbender. The whole joke's gone now, Michael. It's Are you wasted. the whole joke? Who's oh, the, the joke. fella that's been cancelled, but he was doing great? And we're going to talk about him now because we've got a Loki season two teaser trailer. What's oh his name? Oh my God, I've forgotten his name. Jonathan <laughs> Majors. I've forgotten his name! Jonathan Majors. Ben. Jonathan Majors was in it, Michael. Um, and it was a very popular kind of... Oh, and our good, good friend. Yes. 
who I've also forgotten. <laughs> this is great <laughs> podcasting, Ben. Who is it? You just tell me and I'll uh, guess. It's the woman who played Domino in the... De- Daisy Beats. Daisy Beats. She was in it as well, Michael. And they were all black cowboys doing black cowboy things. Um, the Bullets is kind of producing these types of things as he goes. He clearly got a notion for this. Got the gang back together. Um, the Bullets himself has been famous for producing uh, and making lots and lots of really cool British R&B and rap stuff. Very good, Ben. Speaking of British R&B. Yeah. I is ready to talk about Loki season two. That makes me uncomfortable. That sounds like <laughs> audio blackface. I don't like that. Oh, no. Audio blackface. <laughs> oh, no. That's brilliant. Oh, that's very good, Ben. I like that. Yeah. I, do, I, I, do, I don't. I don't I like blackface, streets, ladies then. and gentlemen. Ben, I was um, in the streets. Oh, God. All right. Come here to me. Uh, we, got a, we got a trailer mere minutes before recording this. Uh, Michael for Loki season 2 and all I can say is they heard our previous comments about it being Doctor Who in season 1 and went oh yeah we should ramp that up because there's a whole mini sequence in this Michael where they're travelling through a tunnel and it looks exactly like what the TARDIS goes through whenever it time travels silly Ben they seem to be giving us in season 2 what they pretended we were going to get in season 1 which is Loki through time yeah, so we're, it looks like we're going to get a lot of Loki through time this time. Oh, he might be in the 20s. Oh, what's this? The Roman times. Oh, look, oh. there's noted Frenchman, the Keith Stanfield. Um, Keith Stanfield's there, and James McAvoy. And James McAvoy, that's very strange. Um, but come here to me, yeah, look, we didn't get anything new in this teaser trailer, Michael. I don't Nothing. think. We got a few extra glimpses that the, all the good guys are coming together. They're going to have a little scrap together. We yeah, kind of guessed that, didn't up. we? Mm, yeah, they have to. We got more Nikola Tesla Kang. Um, uh, yeah. and it, uh, But again, he's just being sinister and holding up objects. It's pretty much what Jonathan Majors has done in Kang in most of yeah. the iterations. Oh, look, I'm Jonathan. very sinister and I act with yeah. my hands. Look at this. <laughs> you shouldn't have look looked. At, I got you. Look at this thing that I've got. Look at ah, it. I got you. What do you think of that? What do you think of it? And that's, that's time. That's it. um, it's, it's time. This is time. It's time itself. I'm holding time in the palm of my hands. Look at this. Time. No, this time it's space. Time. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. This is the worst episode we've done in months. <laughs> um, just rubbish me. bits. There's... Just rubbish. Remember when I was Michael Fassbender earlier? Oh, that was golden days compared to this bullshit. Um, look, we're just going to call it here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rebel Moon has <laughs> loads of sci-fi influences. Just, just yeah. watch the trailer. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but come here to me. We're not getting much what? out of this teaser trailer, Michael. We're getting some very severe up-close shots. I think it's really... We get those really up-close shots of uh, the wonderful Tom Hiddleston and his face in abject fear, Michael. And I think we're supposed to believe that things are very spooky, scarily, warily wearing him out because he's being sucked through time at various points we get a little we got another little glimpse of loki magic um the old-fashioned horns are back um, oh, which yeah. is nice it is definitively setting itself apart from all the other marvel tv series once again with just a little bit better cinematography panache and style yeah and actually getting a season two and actually getting a season two um it is the first of them to do it i believe isn't it I think it might be. I did hear a rumour the other day, Michael, and read something saying, She-Hulk is getting season two. 
Yeah, yeah, I've saw that same rumour. I would be very surprised, to be honest, because there's a writer's strike on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of these shows are probably in jeopardy now as a result of the writer's strike. And it's going to be a very useful excuse for Disney to just go, oh, sorry. Oh, did you want to make a show? That- ben, speaking of, we, we saw a trailer for the second trailer or the final trailer or the second teaser for the Marvels. How dare you just pluck another thing out of the air? It's not Been on the running order. Here. I'm like the I'm the Jonathan Majors of podcasting, Ben. Oh. Like, Look at this. What have I got here? I've got the trailer for the Marvels. Anyway, Ben, it's rubbish. It's just a recap of where they all came from. Yeah, it's just but clips we know of their own that. shows. Yeah, we already saw it. It's only happened the last three years, lads. Yeah. Is is what's going on here that Marvel is worried that people aren't going to go see this because they don't know who these characters are? Because if that is their worry, I tell you what's not going to solve that problem. This fucking trailer. It's It was a very dull trailer. Bit, <laughs> Here's just, the guns on. Sorry. I just don't care about the characters. Like, I just... I don't have enough investment. Number one, I'm a noted misogynist. Number one. Yeah, well, I'm glad you preempted me saying it. Yeah, I just didn't want to hear your voice say it. It really grates on me. Um, <laughs> between the audio blackface and the, the accusations, like a cheese grater on my mind. I just can't take it. But come here to me. So look, you just have no interest in saying things about women. I, yeah, first that's, that's it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You got me. Oh, you got me. <laughs> he looks really sadly. I am. I'm very sad. I'm sick of being a misogynist. It's a very yeah. lonely well, life, Michael. Book up your act, then. Yeah, I know. It's all on me. It's all yeah. on me. Come here to me. It's not that. What? It's just. It's too much. They're putting too many characters that haven't been fleshed out properly into a series and making them interact. It was gently hinted at in Miss Marvel season one that she was somehow connected to Captain Marvel. And now it's just like, oh, yeah. And now we're just going to smash them together repeatedly. This is what's going to happen. gently hinted at, Ben. Brie Larson was in it. She was in it very briefly at the end, Michael. Very briefly at the end. A kind of cameo, if you will. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, and then Monica Rambeau, who was a very enjoyable part of WandaVision, I have to say. We don't know anything about her and we don't really I don't know if we're going to care all that much about what she does are we mm, I don't know that's the problem isn't it I don't know if anyone's excited about this also their other big selling point of Nicholas Fury is in it now that's a poison apple well it's done now Nicholas Fury used to be a big draw it's like oh yeah let's see Samuel L. Jackson be a badass unless you were forced to watch Secret Invasion and go yeah. oh he's a real damp squib that Nicholas Fury yes not only boring but also useless Ben yes Speaking and a bad husband. Of, Sorry. And a bad husband, yeah. A bad husband. Didn't even notice his wife was a shapeshifter or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't I, paying I attention. I can't remember. I wasn't paying any attention. <laughs> Just didn't care. I was too distracted by Jonathan Majors in my house going, Mick, look at this. It's yeah. time. <laughs> anyway. Very ben. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ben, you've seen The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Spoilers. Yeah. They all die. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they all die. Michael, this is a real this is a real tragedy of the writer's strike and the SAG after strike because this has gone to streaming rapidly as a result of the fact that, uh, first of all, it couldn't get a cinema release in Britain for some reason. It was having real trouble getting UK release. Oh, really? Go on. In cinemas. Um, and the writer's strike meant that they couldn't promote it. And for something like The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is essentially an indie flick 
on a bit of steroids. Go on. They really need the actors to get out there and promote it and, and kind of give it a push. And unfortunately, they just couldn't do that with this one. Uh, so it floundered a bit on its few cinematic cinema screen releases in the United States and now has gone straight to streaming, which is great news for me, but bad news for the film. Yeah, well, my problem, Ben, is I won't see a film that doesn't have David Dasmalchin in it. Well, the good news is, Michael, you would have gone to see this. Oh, because it has David Dasmalchin in it. Oh, that's fabulous. He's there. Michael, have you ever watched yourself a reasonably priced economic car ad and heard a sultry, deep Irish tone on it and got it? Jesus, I'd buy that car for the voice alone. It's only Liam Cunningham narrating it. Is it? And you'll find it here as well, Michael. He's in The Last Voyage of the Demetries, the captain. He, w- he was in um, Game of Thrones. He's in Game of Thrones. He was. Do you know who was in Game of Thrones? Bloody Liam Cunningham. He was indeed. David Malchin yeah. wasn't, though. He was in June, though. So he was in it. Then we had... Michael, 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 what? come here to me. Come what? here to me. Do you know who what? else was in Gaming Thrones? Gaming Thrones. No, I don't know anyone who's in Gaming Thrones. Gaming Thrones, the premier video game seating enthusiasts. <laughs> Do you find yourself at a sore back at the end of the long campaign? Gaming Thrones. That's pretty good. Yeah, I recovered, I landed. Stuck the landing, Michael. But Ashley Franciosi. Franciosi? Franciosi? I don't uh, know who that is. Another Irishman, says boss. Michael. Oh, yeah. She was also in it. She plays Anna. She plays Anna oh, yeah. in it. And Michael... And ben, yeah. What's going on? Michael, this is set um, based entirely on the section of Dracula's voyage from the novel Dracula by Bram Stoker. Is Dracula on the ship? Dracula's on the ship, Michael. This is oh, how he gets hen, to ben. Britain. Spoilers. Uh, I think you're all right, Michael. I think you're all right, given that he's front and centre on the poster. Um, oh, is he? Who plays Dracula? He's a big Nosferatu thing. I don't think anybody plays Dracula. I think it would be incorrect to state that anybody's playing Dracula, Michael, because he is largely um, he is largely just a big spooky man. But it's only, Michael, played by noted spooky creature embodier extraordinaire not Doug Jones I was going to say Doug Jones no but the other guy Javier Botet oh yeah go on Javier Botet plays big gross ugly bugly creatures in lots and lots of films basically when they call Doug and Doug says nah I'm alright on that one I'm doing Star Trek I'm doing Star Trek sorry the length of my fingers but Michael it doesn't really matter who's playing Dracula because he is largely just an ugly buggly that goes bump in the night. Ben, is this any use? You know, you know, a spooky thing going on a ship is one of my favourite genres. So this is my this is the saddest part of all, Michael. Great film, great little oh, film. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Now it's not spectacular. It's not going to change cinema, but it's a really well done horror closed environment. Good reimagining of Dracula. Dracula is a very Nosferatu creature more than a man. Mm. Um, and over the course of the film he becomes more man than creature if that makes sense the more he feeds yeah so by the time he gets to London he's a dapper Gary Oldman yeah a bit a bit like that he never really becomes too dapper but our kind of lead in character Michael is Clemens and Clemens is a man who's looking to get out of Transylvania because he was originally hired to be a doctor in Transylvania and unfortunately Michael uh, they didn't realise he was a black man and the second he got to Transylvania they're like oh we're not hiring a black man no get out of here oh I see um, so Clemens is played by Corey Hawkins and he's kind of our 
follow along man to understand the comings and goings of the Demeter or the Demeter, whichever way you prefer to say it. And he ends up being, you know, a very important character in this show. It's really well done. The character acting across the board, Michael, is so, so solid. David Dalmatian does a great job as the kind of ship's first hand. Oh, yeah. And he does that very, very well. Liam Cunningham is a great kind of gristled old sea captain that just wants to retire with his grandson, Toby. Oh, yeah. Um, there is a phenomenal sense of atmosphere that runs throughout this entire thing. It's a wonderful kind of bottle episode slash bottle movie because they can't get off the ship, obviously. Um mm. And it's just done really, really, really well. They play with the night and day thing very well. So they search the ship all day when they realize what's happening. Anna plays what is essentially supposed to be Dracula's food source on the voyage. Oh, he brought her with her as a snack. Yeah. And then it all goes wrong. uh, And she is found by the crew, treated as a stowaway. And then because Dracula can't snack... He decides to eat everybody on the ship. Oh no, they shouldn't have interfered with Dracula's snack. That yeah. was the original name for Dracula's episode. snack. They shouldn't have interfered with Dracula's snack. They shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. No, but come here to me. It's a real tragedy. There's some, some spoilers now from, from here on out. They do a phenomenal job of Dracula himself. He's a genuinely terrifying entity. Um he is faced off against so well by the crew in different forms there's some serious gore in this for the kills Michael oh Uh, exciting and it's a great mix of CGI and practical effects whenever the kills get up close and personal they switch immediately to practical effects so it's all the more gruesome and kind of creepy Ah. and weird Um, and then as he's kind of skulking around the ship and doing all the other things, he's very CGI. There's some absolute tragedy in this, Michael. So there's two things. There's one thing that puts me off the film, and this is a major spoiler. There is a pooch on the ship. Oh, no. And the pooch doesn't make it. No. And Michael... Bad film. Very bad bad film. film. Bad film. And the other major shock for me, Michael, was that Toby, the young grandson, doesn't make it. He gets... No, Ben. Have you never... It's the last voyage of the Demeter, not like... Things go a bit sour on the Demeter. So I, I think one of the things this does really, really well, Michael, is the Dracula story is very big. And it would be a bit of a waste to try and shove it all into one film, a la Francis Ford Coppola or anything like that. You don't really get a sense of the menace he represents and the terror of the coming of Dracula. It's always just like, oh, this lad's going to get in a ship and he's going to get on land. He's going to cause all kinds of problems. He is far better served in this one film showing what he can do. And they really thought they were getting a sequel, Michael, because um, Clemens is a survivor. Clemens is the only survivor of the Demeter. Oh, Uh, the second last voyage of the Demeter. Exactly. He begins to hunt in England uh, Dracula, but we never get to see that. We only get to see him kind of recognised Dracula and then set off on the chase. They really thought they were going to get a sequel with this, Michael. And I really wish they had. I found myself finishing this film going, oh, I would have liked that. I would like the rest of that. That would have been good. Yeah. Well, the only way, Ben, that we'll ever get a sequel to this is if the director inexplicably becomes a massive international movie star, movie director, and can therefore direct any old shite that he wants. A, la, a Star Wars sequel that isn't a Star Wars sequel, Michael. That's what I was suggesting. Very good. Very good. Michael, 
the one thing that the last voyage of the Demeter does very well. What? Is that it takes the source material, a single source material, Dracula, and, and it just milks it dry, Michael. It really oh. runs with it. Oh yeah, bleeds it dry. Now oh, that would have been a much better Dracula yeah. analogy. And yeah. it bleeds it dry in a positive way, though. It it really stays faithful to it, and it's all the better for it, Michael. I can't imagine what you'd do if you took I don't know eighty six different influences and tried to mash them into a single film. Oh, brilliant, though, Ben, because then you'd have Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon, yes. Rebel Moon, Michael, is the fever dream of one Zacharin Snyder. It is, we are getting a two-parter, Michael. Part one is Rebel Moon, Child of Fire, starring Sophia Botella and every other significant actor in Hollywood that you know. Yeah, name one. Ed Screen. He's there. He's there. He's, he's having a great Digimon Hansu. He's, he's also there. Anthony Hopkins. Definitely there. Definitely there. Michael, this is a bizarre creation. And the the cheek of this, Michael, not just just today, I was reading up about this because we do a pop culture podcast where we look pop at the topic of the week. Yeah. And yeah. Michael, what did I discover? <laughs> that the baddie is Irish? Zack Schneider is already demanding a director's cut. Get... No, he isn't. <laughs> I'm not having. I have the statement here. Well, okay. Let's. I would like to hear that statement, please. So, not only, not only, has he demanded the director's cut. He's been given it. Netflix is releasing one version to begin with, and they will release the director's cut after that. Benjamin, that's nonsense. Now, come here to me. Listen to his statement. I'm going to read the no, statement. You've been to you. had here. You've no, no, been I'm had. going to read the statement to you. This is from the Hollywood okay. Reporter, Michael. Hey, the, the old HR. The old HR. The, the only HR that exists for this podcast, and they still won't get back to me about you. Um, but anyway, the director's cut is close to an hour of extra content. So I think it's a legitimate extended universe edition. You really get to see a lot. This is Zack Schneider. It's just more painted in all the way. Now, my answer to that, Michael, first of all, is if it's not painted in all the way, don't fucking release it. Yeah, give over Zack Snyder, please. Fuck's sake. The director's cut is a settle-in deep dive, which I have notoriously done throughout my career. So he's aware, the fucker. He knows. He knows what he's doing. I don't know how I got into this director's cut thing. But what I will say is that for me, the director's cut has always been something I had to fight for in the past and nobody wanted it. He's so aware, Michael. Oh, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, Ben. (laughs) It was this bastard child I was always trying to put together because they felt like there was a deeper version. And with Netflix, we shot scenes just for the director's cut. So that sounds shit. Uh, So in that way, it's really a revelation because it gives that second kick at the can for big fans. Like a real discovery that they would not otherwise get. I'm really excited about it. Hate it. Hate every minute. Michael, what a load of bollocks. You can't. Absolutely hate it. He doesn't have any big fans of Rebel Moon yet. Ben, hate it. I hate every minute of it. I hate the fact that they're planning the director's cut while they're making it. You can't. Just fucking make the thing. Just make the bastard thing. So, Ben, what we're going to do is let all of our ire out by having a scan through this absolute melange of of a trailer. Spice melange? The spice melange, man. The spice, as they say, must flow. But what we're going to do is we're going to stop it and we're going to have a look at it and we're going to see what influences we can spot from the last 30 years of sci-fi, cinema and TV. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. We've never done this before. 
No, this is new. This I is sure new, hope so. my internet holds up. Well, look, Benjamin, I'm going to press play on the trailer and we're going to see the new trailer for Rebel Moon from the Netflix boys, Ben. And I'll tell you what, it opens with the cliché of all clichés. Yes, go on. There's a bloody person in a wheat field. Ah. There's a person in a wheat field touching wheat. Ridley Scott's Gladiator in the year 2000. It's pure. Imagine if Ridley Scott's Gladiator was a robot. Was a robot. Imagine if Interstellar was a sci-fi. Oh, no, wait, it is. Oh, yeah. Imagine if Thanos was a... No, also it is. Also it is. It's also sci-fi. <laughs> it's it's gas. I mean, the, someone who has left a life of war and is now showing us that by hanging about in wheat fields and running their hand along the tops of the ripe wheat. It's yeah. the cliche of all cliches. I had no idea you had to go to a wheat field after unenlisting from the army. Yeah, after you finish a war, wheat field. That's what has to happen. That's what you're getting. Mm. Yeah, so Ben, in this, the robot, though, has the voice of Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins from Wales. that, That is Anthony Hopkins, Ben. He's in that field of wheat. War comes to every planet, to every planet, you see. It has to come for you. But, it has to come for me. Oh, sorry, I've, I've un- unintentionally done Dr. Seuss does Anthony Hopkins. Sorry. A little bit, Ben. A little bit. He's, sorry. He's Jimmy, Ben. He's the last of the race of mechanical knights. Where the fuck did you find this? This Jimmy. He's Jimmy the, Jimmy the mechanical knight. Is Anthony Hopkins in a wheat field. He's the last mechanical robot man who's retired from war and has gone to a wheat field. Oh, God. Brilliant stuff. Uh, speaking of gods, though, Ben, the very next shot <laughs> is someone in a wheat field with a massive horned helmet on looking at a, a sunset and Anthony Hopkins' booming voice over it. It looks every inch of any of the Thor films. <laughs> it's just it's just the Asgardians from Marvel, is it? They've just, it's Asgardians, yeah. They've just lifted the Asgardians, Asgardians from Marvel. I see. Yeah. But this time they're robots. Michael, share your screen with me so I can see what you're looking at. Oh, is that what you want to do? Okay. Yeah. Is that is that the way you do podcasts? I don't know how to do podcasts. Michael, I can't see you react day. to the trailer and give you my reaction to you reacting. That's shite. I thought you'd already seen it then. <sighs> right, here's the next scene. What else we got here? Oh, We've yeah. Got- there's, look at that scarecrow with a horned helmet. Yeah. Now, oh, there's a little there's girl. A- there's little girls. There's going to be little girls non-stop in this. I can see the weight of destiny in her eyes, though, Michael. Oh, look at that it's... big fuck-off megaship. Okay, so big fuck-off megaships coming up to a planet, Ben. And they seem to be... Right, here's the thing about what we're doing here. We're going to talk about all of these things. And some of the things the listeners are going to know, because it's going to be right in their wheelhouses. And some of them they might not know. But we don't know what the listeners know and don't know. So we're going to assume that you don't know anything. Good. But this shot, straight out of any of your sci-fi epics. Yeah. June. 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 First of all, June. Ben, in June... Humans are still pretty much humans, and they're on massive ships. Absolutely. Absolutely enormous ships. But the other sci-fi franchise that has taken a lot of influence from June is Warhammer 40,000. Yeah, so the huge mega ships of Warhammer 40,000 are right there. The only other thing that jumps out to me from this, Michael, Buddy Jodorowsky. 
bloody the, the mega structures of Mobius and his so uh, Jodorowsky is a famous sci-fi auteur Michael he wrote for people that don't know he wrote a band designate a European comic called The Incal which is widely regarded as one of the the most seminal works of sci-fi in existence absolutely full of salmon and he worked with a man called Mobius and Mobius is famous for drawing giant megastructures that's what he did um, this is a staple of French bande dessinée especially in the sci-fi realm and a lot of those another example would be Valerian uh, mm. Valerian has megastructures as well both of which went on to influence none other than War of the Stars Star Wars Stars Wars. Ben, there seems to be some sort of massive impact on this planet, like they're uh, performing a Warhammer 40,000 exterminatus. Yes, Michael, Michael, as what? as Jimmy, the last of the space robots, the war robots, mm. told us, war comes yeah. to every planet, you see. Comes to every planet. And here they are, and they're bringing war. Ben, are you going to tell us what an exterminatus is? Exterminatus, Michael, is an event where the agents of the Imperium or the forces of the Imperium of Man uh, have discovered a large amount of chaos on a planet or a small amount of chaos on a planet. It really depends on what kind of mood they're in. (laughs) Yeah. And basically, they'll call in the Space Marines, uh, whatever chapter is nearby, probably one of the very extreme ones, like the Grey Knights, Michael. (laughs) Go on. And they'll get them in, and the Grey Knights will come in and be like, oh, that... That sounds an awful lot like heresy. Right? Shut it down. And they'll roll their hands and then uh, they'll just absolutely decimate the planet. Yeah, from orbit with spaceships. From orbit that with spaceships. seems to be what's going on here. Yep, there's an exterminatus event happening from Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Now, Ben, the next shot, we're yes. just straight back to Star Wars. We are. We're straight back to, it looks like a scene from 2007's... The Jedi are back. The Force Awakens. Is the lads are back. The Je- um, Jedi's are back. De- Jedi's are back. So we see Digimon Hansu there, Michael, in kind of big rounded armor, and all I can think when I see that is Mandalorians. Yeah, he's got shoulder pads on. He's, he's got, got a real pauldrons. Touch. Yeah, he's got pauldrons. He's got a real touch of the Mandalorians. Now, look, we're not saying Zack Schneider stole directly from Mandalorians. Knights have worn pauldrons, and that kind of armor is very, very common. However, I'm guessing that because the rest of it is stolen from that, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, again, Ben, there's a touch of the Warhammers about this as well. Yeah, there's old, there's there's a big Space Marine armor vibe to the rounded quality of the armor and that kind of thing, you know. There's a uh, the the shoulder pauldrons the the filigree as they say. Look at that and filigree, Michael. Look at the filigree and the inlay. So this is a very common theme in kind of like far future sci-fi of everything's baroque but in space. <laughs> Everything is full of money in space. Um, yeah. So these are rich people in space by the looks of things. Otherwise known as Dune. <laughs> It's, yeah, we're straight back to June, aren't we? We're, we're back straight to back to June, June, Michael. The colour grade here is lifted directly from uh, Denis Villeneuve's June. Do you think so? I get a big bang of the start of The Force Awakens from this. This looks like yeah. the scene on the beach where Finn fights the stormtrooper with the shock baton. Yeah, that's true. It does have that vibe. But in then... It. But then, straight back into weed. Oh, look at it. Everyone's look at the, looking at weed. Somebody's fondling weed, Michael. Someone needs to talk to that weed's parents. Look after it. Look after the weed. Oh, look at it blowing it away. Weed. Yeah. And oh, there's a giant the exterminatus. statue. Yeah. Yeah. Exterminatus event. Oh, yeah. look. Oh, look. There's the kitsch funeral. 
Um, now, this is some mad shit. There's a griffin. <laughs> <laughs> so what they said was, do you think people are going to be confused enough about whether this is sci-fi or fantasy? <laughs> and Zack Snyder said, yes, but I'm only going to explain it in the director's cut. And that's how we got them to sign off on it, ladies and gentlemen. My, yeah. What we have in this particular shot is what looks to be James Franco's Hispanic cousin, Jaime Franco. And yeah. they've gone to Gandalf's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best trailer reaction jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> and now, Michael, from there, this is a bizarre... This reminds me of Saga. I spoke about this a little bit last week. Saga is a comic from 2011, Michael. And it's a space opera, but it it really stretches the concept of a space opera because it's just plain weird. There's all sorts of mad shit going on in Saga. They go to like soap opera planet and wrestling planet and uh, everyone's television's planet. Weird magic planet. Mm. Biomagic planet. Sex planet. Sex planet. Stay off it. And then Michael, it goes to Vietnam in the 1970s, right after the US (laughs) forces have gone through it. Yeah, it's incredibly Vietnam. And I think, so we've got a, an Asian lady and she's, her child has been killed by the looks of things. It could just be a random child, but. I know, the, it's, probably atta- the, it's probably attached to that person in some way. It might be, you never know though. She might have been like the defender of that village. But wasn't this village in The Mandalorian? This village was in The Mandalorian. This was also, this shot looks to be directly lifted from Zack Schneider's own work in Watchmen. Yes. When we yeah, saw yeah, the, comedian the comedian burning yeah. down villages in Vietnam. Yeah. But, I mean, I would swear that this exact set was where the Mandalorian fought the walkers, the Imperial walkers. Yeah, in like episode three of the episode season three or one. Four of season yeah. 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 Straight out of it. Straight out of it. Um, so we've got a little bit of that. So T- Sophia Botella Ben seems to be the chosen one character. Yes, she's definitely the the what is it the <laughs> the scar giver the the scar giver or the I can't remember princess of destiny is that what they say she's a child of fire apparently yeah child mm. of fire so all of this um, all of this mythic child of fire the child of prophecy the the one destined to kill Ed Screen that is all. Straight up out of Frank Herbert's classic June. Yeah. It's the Tell the listeners, Ben. Uh so June is is possibly the greatest work of eco science fiction in existence. Mm. It's by Frank Herbert and it came out in the sixties, Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixties. Six, um, and it's set in the in the wonderful, wonderful world um of the the spice melange. So humans have taken to the stars, Michael. And they navigate the stars in search of spice. Yeah. Ben, I meant more tell the listeners about the 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 um, prophecy aspects of June. Oh, sorry. So uh, in in the world of June, the original novelist, Paul Atreides is destined to become what's known as the oh, his name escapes me. Quidditch Hatterach. The Quidditch Hatterach. Not no, to be I, confused with quiz- the Quidditch yeah. um, no, quiz- <laughs> played in Harry Potter. There's actually no Harry Potter influences from what we can tell here other than the Chosen One trope. Um, but he is to be the deliverer from off-world of the Fremen. The Fremen are the native species on the planet of Arrakis. And uh, he is to be... I don't the, know if they're, he's to be, know if they're native, Ben. They're, they're humans. Uh, okay, well, they are the... 
oh, well, that gets very messy in geopolitics and colonization. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah. there, is, there is one group of people who live a more in-balance lifestyle with the natural environment. They claim to be the natives of the, of, the, of the planet. And then there are the rich families of basically the Imperium of Man. Um, they have the God Emperor. Not the God Emperor, but they have an yeah, Emperor. He no, he's the God Emperor. He's the God Emperor. And um, the various houses uh, work for him. The Atreides are sent to look after Arrakis and take over the mining operation. Naturally, there's so much money in that that the ousted family there, the Sarkonan family. Harkonnens. The Harkonnens, damn it. Ben, I've got to cut across you because yeah, I clearly on. have read you more recently than you. Yes, um, ouch. <laughs> Painful, but correct. But that's not what I mean. What I mean is, in June, there is no destiny. There is no fate. These prophecies in June are very much human constructs, which is one of the fascinating things about June. So there's a sect called the Bene Gesserit or Gesserit. Yeah. And they have actually, it turns out, they have seeded this prophecy. It's all lies. Generation after generation after generation of Fremen on the planet Arrakis so that one day a little boy could be born and they could suggest this is the fella from all he is our prophecies that's him and then Paul's like I am and his mom is like I told you you were but really she knew she knew that was the plan the whole time oh, so he lies what I what I wonder Ben is like you has Zack Snyder missed that point and is this going to be real <laughs> prophecy and destiny just or is it just going to be this Zack yeah, Snyder go on. fuck you you just compare me to Zack Snyder <laughs> Zack Snyder is so cool, Ben. He's much cooler than either of us. That's so, true. <laughs> um, is it going to be, is the twist of this going to be exactly the same twist? Or is it actually going to be Princess of Destiny and whatever? I think it's going to be Princess of Destiny. I don't think. I whatever. Don't, I don't think Zack Snyder loves a broad stroke and a, a big swing. I don't think he cares much about Oh, we actually seeded this prophecy ourselves millennia ago. This is actually an important uh, look at how humans create their own value and how that doesn't necessarily mean you should throw your life in behind a belief system. Oh, no, watch this girl do a backflip. That's what Zach Schneider would say. So there's... uh, Okay, so now we're over a cornfield again. Oh, she's got a hammer now. It's like a Celtic village, a Viking village. This is where Sophia Batella has possibly been hiding out, Michael. Yeah, so it looks like from the trailer that... Sophia Patella was in the Imperial Army. Yes. And she did a big escape by becoming a muscly blacksmith. Yes, and she did a flee. And she fled away because she gave someone a scar. And it looks like the Extremis event is coming from planet to planet, a la Chronicles of Riddick. Yes. Big hints of Chronicles of Riddick in here. This is the other thing where the armour very much throws back to. Yeah. So in the... World of Riddick, the necromongers are travelling through the stars, spreading death. That's what they do. Um, And there's a little bit of this. Uh, What sets this apart, I suppose, from Warhammer 40k, the the group that's doing that in Warhammer 40k is more the Tyranids, I think. Um, But in this, if we were looking for a human analogue, it would have to be Riddick, because it looks to be an army that is actively eradicating different planets. Well, I don't know. We don't get much of a sense of why the Imperium is bad. Other than... They look a bit like look Nazis. <laughs> Other than look at them. They're doing a big First Order. They're doing a big Warhammer 40k Imperium of Man. They're doing an 
just just go and stand up on a planet surrounded by stormtroopers and just look evil. Give us your best give us your best Khaleesi in season eight of Game of Thrones. Michael, I can't keep up with all the different regal looking figureheads in this trailer though. Like I don't how many bloody political systems are we going to see? Oh, there! Oh, look, there she is now as a commissar in the 40k world. Right. So, Ben, who's explaining commissars? Me you or are. You? Okay. You're the so 40k the war- man. Ben, do they have? Does she have a harp on her shield on her um, sleeve? Is this is this actually a 1916 thing? Oh, can you no, imagine? It's not. It's, it's not. just the way it's the not harp that is sad. Made. So, Ben, these look every inch of the Warhammer 40,000. Astro Militarum. Yeah. So in, in Warhammer 40,000, the Imperium of Man oh, is a, a, a big smooch with Ed Screen of all people. No one should ever kiss it's Ed It's not Screen. Ed Screen. Always, those are two different men, Michael. <laughs> You've I made a mistake. Tell men apart, ben. You've confused so, Ed Screen for the other generic white man with tight, tight cheekbones. <laughs> Don't you call Ed Screen generic. He's always a baddie. <laughs> Keep going. So... In Warhammer, Ben, the Empire of Man yeah. is a galaxy-spanning, evil, fascist, xenophobic, human human superiority, um, the terror. Yes. The Imperial of Man, the Imperium of Man, are the baddies in Forty K, Ben. Yes, and the look of these soldiers is so incredibly. There's a specific faction of Imperial Guard called the Cadians. Not the Canadians. The Cadians. Because they're generally good eggs. But the Cadians. And the Cadians are a combination of the mobile infantry from Starship Troopers and the US Marine Corps from Aliens mixed with a good old bit of fascist imagery. And they have political officers based on a kind of imagined ex- exaggeration of Russian political commissars from World War Two and onwards. Yeah. And every bit of imagery from this part of this trailer, especially this bit here where uh, Sophia Batella has um, the Cadian flag and she's mounted <laughs> a ship that she's taken down. This looks every inch, every bit of Warhammer 40k propaganda you've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely spot on the money. Yeah. They're even firing lasers back and forth. Oh, it's crazy. But then, Ben. Yeah. If you thought, oh, so this is just some sort of military laser-based kind of sci-fi. No, here comes a woman who's half a spider. So this is lifted directly from Saga. I don't know how far you got into Saga, Michael. Do you? Uh, do, yeah, have oh, you seen this character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Yeah. So in the world of Saga, bounty hunters are bog standard. Everyone's um, bounty hunters. Everyone is bounty hunters. That's really, really important. And they're given bizarre titles, not unlike the Keith Stanfield um, yes, that on. we've been speaking about a little bit. Um, but we get a few of them. So one is called The Will, and he is the the kind of main character that we see within bounty hunting. He he, We follow mm-hmm. his story within the Saga universe. Um, and one of the primary things that's happening there is that he is mourning the loss of his great love and his great love is a female bounty hunter or a female presenting bounty hunter might be a little bit better and her name is the way it could be it doesn't matter what it is but she's a giant half woman half spider where there's a will there's a the way 
That's not, not that that's was not the joke I was name. doing. That was a great joke. I hate you. Benjamin, this is noted Zack Snyder collaborator Jenna Malone. Is it? It is indeed. And she, believe it or not, Benjamin, is one of the characters that Sophia Botella is going to be recruiting for her video game-esque role-playing game party that she's going to assemble to take down the evil empire. What? Oh yeah, that's what's going on here. That's a bad guy. Yeah, no, it's not, Ben. That's Harmada, a lethal spider warrior. Oh, I Recruited see. by Sophia Botella. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's gathering a squad, Ben. Oh, very good. That'll be fun over two movies, won't it? This will be so much fun. This is Mass Effect. This is, you're the space captain. Go and get a bunch of weirdos and do a big team up and kill the baddies. Which Michael of the of the ragtag crew of people she assembles is going to betray them at the end of the first movie, which leaves us on a cliffhanger for the second well, movie? Probably either the Spider Lady, yeah, or this uh, Ahsoka Tano, yeah, this, this Ahsoka Tano, yeah. So, the, so Viet, Vietnam Survivor is back, mm. and boy, oh boy. Is she annoyed? She has lightsabers. I mean, light katanas. I mean, uh, solar blades. I don't know what you'd call them. Ben, this is Bay Duna, a Korean actress. Guess what her character's name is. Ben, I want you to just look at this character and think what's the most on-the-nose name you could possibly give this character? Soul Render? Oh, not, not far off. Benjamin, this is the character, the cyborg assassin, Nemesis. Oh, get fucked. It's just (laughs) Karen Gillan's character from the Marvel Universe. It's very great and exciting. Look, she's got two lightsabers, two red lightsabers. These are different, though, because they're flat and sharp. Oh, there's the stalk. That's who the character was from the saga. Oh, they fight, Michael, the stalk and Nemesis. Exactly. I think one of them might have been sent to recruit the other. And they have a big old scrap. There's Ed Scrain as a Nazi. Yeah. And there's the very, very brief um, showing of um, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, there's Charlie Hunnam as Annie Rebel from a Star Wars film in a cantina. Yeah, yeah he's in a bloody cantina. He there might as well call him Han Andor. Yeah, they'll they'll use the cantina music. And then just so they don't get sued, they'll drop it. Dun, 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 dun. They'll just keep it very, out that way. It'll be good. Very good oh, look, very there's exciting. more Vietnam stuff. Digimon Hansu's very annoyed. There's uh, Oscar Isaac in June. It is Oscar Isaac in Archduke June. Archduke Atreides. But, so, Benjamin, this Atreides. is an Irishman. Is it? This is, this is Francis Fee. Who's that? Fra Fee, he goes by. Yeah, okay. Frankie um, Fees. Yeah, and he's out of Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah. Um, you would be most familiar with him as playing the leader of the tracksuit mafia in Hawkeye. Gosh, don't I know him well, Michael? Don't you only know him very well? Don't I know him well? He He sold me my first ever gaming chair at Game of Thrones. Did he? He did. Oh, look, there he is. all the way. So he's only lifted from the Roman Empire, Michael. We've got a little laurel reef there. Okay. Again, very Warhammer 2. Hang on a minute. Go back there, Michael. Go back there. There was an elderly gentleman with a moustache and a thing, who is basically Han Solo if Han Solo had gotten into drinking a bit more than fighting for the rebels. <laughs> Go back there. <laughs> if Han Solo was from Kerry, you're saying? If Han Solo was from Kerry. <laughs> I'd help you rebel, but have a pint to finish. I have a pint to him. finish. Look at that man! So, 
for some reason they end up they said to themselves Jesus we're halfway through this trailer now and we haven't had enough references let's bang a bit of Firefly in there oh yeah that's exactly who that is can we get some deep south characters but in space that's Badger from Firefly but from the deep south yeah exactly it's it's bonkers Ben because then oh, we go the back griffin. to the there's the griffin so the planet of the griffins Ben oh there's Mortal Kombat <laughs> okay, so one of, one of the characters at least appears to be one of the characters that she's going to recruit for her flipping team up. Yeah. Seems to be some sort of former or current um gladiator or warrior or something like that. And there's the implication that there's some sort of gladiatorial combat going on yes against large forearmed armed Ben have you ever seen John Carter of Mars yes I have yeah that's what that is that's exactly what that is Michael they've just gone straight to John Carter of Mars and gone so in John Carter of Mars Ben John Carter is a normal fella and he accidentally goes to Mars that's that's as well as I can sum it up for you yeah well, I mean you've got a pretty spot on there in fairness and then on Mars there's big, huge people and they've got loads of arms. Okay. And he has to fight them. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Zack Schneider said that and said, oh yeah, put that in my movie. Yeah, put it in. Put it in. Put it in after the Firefly scenes. Very good. Just do the John Carter of Mars scenes after the Fireflies. By which I mean not very good. <laughs> ben, they're on a water planet. There's Blade Runner. <laughs> There's any Star Wars film. There's the Fremen. The Fremen are in it, Ben. Oh, yeah. Keep going so there. So the Fremen, the Fremen in June, Ben, they wear, what we're getting at here is they wear still suits. Still suits, Michael, that wick any bit of moisture off them and recycle it instantly. Yes, but this looks like that done on a student film budget. Or someone who read too much 2000 AD or simply picked up the prop from behind the scenes of Mad Max Fury Road for uh, what's his name it's the big fella Immortan Joe Immortan Joe yeah he's got his face rig there's a bit so, of Native American cultural appropriation Michael okay and a griffin so we haven't spoken about this character yeah so this character is the actor Staz Nair Ben oh that's a good name is that his yeah, name in he, the thing or is that his actual name no that's his actual name oh that's, that's the good name. so they just put him in like that then and he's playing the character Turok Vampus Dinosaur no he's not he's playing the character Tarak Oh! And Benjamin, here's the, the description of this character. A former nobleman turned blacksmith. Oh. With the... Ab- <laughs> this is real. With the ability to bond with animals of nature and rally them in combat. That's a druid. Who, who, yeah, he's a kind of a druid-esque character. So there's all sorts of things going on here. First of all, the Griffins are straight out of Harry Potter, which yes. is funny because you said there's no Harry Potter influence. I was but wrong. there you go. The wild man of the mountains who bonds with the native fauna. That's been going on since Tarzan. It also shouldn't be any kind of Native American looking gentleman, stylized or otherwise. Well, if it's respectful, Ben. What about if, if it was played by a native What about if it was played by a Native American actor based on Native American culture? Uh, then I guess it'd be fine, but I don't. Again, that requires an awful lot of subtlety and nuance, Michael, and how it's put where, across. Where, where, what are you seeing Native American in this, just by way of asking? Go ahead, go back. 
Go back. Yeah. Go back. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, play it through there. Yeah. All right, we've no, got the, this. The listeners can't see this. Okay, bit. okay. We've got the running with the beasts trope. Yeah. From any kind yeah. of Native American representation. We've got the shirtless Native trope. Although yeah. he's on a very hot planet, so it could be that. We've got the bonding with the animal. Not mid-leap, because we don't get a lot of griffins in Native American folklore. But still, no. I just I just get but distinct. But how's that different from Tarzan? How's that different from literally this exact scene in the film Avatar? Oh, that's Where true. Jake Sully bonds with the pterodactyl things. Well, Avatar is just dances with wolves, so there is some pretty harmful Native American representation. <laughs> in that. Avatar is dances with wolves in space. Dances yeah, with yeah, cosmic well, wolves. So is this, yeah, just in case there true. weren't enough references. Just in case we didn't get enough Avatar in there. Oh, oh yeah, there's a weird-looking alien. Good, good. Yeah. Now, Ben, this weird-looking alien. Yeah. Is it... <laughs> I was just going to say something absolutely atrocious there. I'm not going to. But... <laughs> What, what's going on with him? It's the first alien we've seen. It's the up first to this proper point alien we've seen. It's all been humans so far. Yeah. It seemed like a universe of humans. But then as it turns out, no, it's well, we also got, aliens. We did get the spider lady. Oh, the spider lady. I forgot about her. We got her mad at the spider lady. Even though she's played by my favourite actor and yours, um, Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. Noted, not noted a spider. Snyder. No, not actually a spider, just a Zack Snyder collaborator. So Ben, that's pretty much it then. It just gets into coming soon on Netflix. Which of that motley crew of characters that she's going to assemble are you most excited by? Uh, that sounds like none of them. The flag that Sophia Batella hits above the <laughs> ship. <laughs> or the Gandalf in the kid's funeral. <laughs> yeah, great. This is fabulous. I can't wait to see this. This is... Just an absolutely insane melange of things. And I personally cannot wait. Michael, do you think we'll get to see it in cinemas? I hope not. I, but it seems like such a spectacle. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Limited theatrical release. They, yeah. They say limited theatrical uh, release. They'll do one weekend, Christmas. so. And then. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my Christmas sorted bit. Yes. We'll both skip down to the cinema together. Yeah, and for any, just just a quick thing, Ben. Quick thing before we wrap up. June was nineteen sixty-five. So if anyone's atting me that I said sixty-six or sixty-seven, I hope you now are living in regret that you didn't wait till the end of the episode to at me. Where he retracted before you could even <laughs> type, you yeah. furious little so. keyboard warriors. Speaking of being furious little keyboard warriors, if you'd like to complain to us directly, you can find us in a number of different places. You can find us on the interwebs <laughs> at www.seomrabeug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room, but in Irish. We also have a tidy little Acast website. Sure, look, sure, listen, podcast. Just look it up there and find the Acast website. You can do it there too. Look it up www.podcast.acast.surelookshirepodcast. Yeah, we're on Instagram at Sure, look, sure, listen, podcast. We are ever growing, Ben. Such a reach. Ever growing. Such reach. 103k reach for a 760 followed account. Look at us. Join the reach. Join the reach. Join the reach. Uh, You can find fun little bits. We're much funnier in one minute snippets. Um, So (laughs) go and give us a follow over there. Uh, You can also find us on TikTok. If you're a Gen Zer looking for more of a podcast fix. Um, How are you, um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to berate us and call out my misogyny and mixed racism, you can get up on the Discord and do it directly. I'm 
not a racist, actually, but I have loads of friends of colour. Yeah, there we go. That's it. Ah, good man. Um, Right. That's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. We've no idea what we're doing next week. We're going to have to go and take a good bit of cough medicine now to bring our fevers down from this bizarre (laughs) smorgasbord of sci-fi. What an absolute 